Min me mum's car. Broom, broom. Do you get that reference? Um, no. British is something Austin Powers? Oh, God. I miss you, Vine. R.I.P. Vine. That's a Vine. It's an old Vine. I was Vine. Yeah, yeah. I, missed the, I missed all of Vine. Like, Vine happened. I, I must have been some... I was sleeping that, that year. <laughs> uh, and then back with a vengeance in the name TikTok. Yay, back. All right, well, listen... Uh, we are we are not in my mom's car. We are going to talk about cars in this episode, though, and I could not be geekier. I could not be happier. This is the convergence of two of my favorite things, and so I am so prepped and pumped for this. I'm not prepped. I have a lot of movies. I still don't really have I have a working theory as far as which ones I think are my favorites. Uh, this was so easy for me. Jeremy, how was cars in movies that are not – like we're not doing chase scenes, just to be clear. No chase scenes. Right. No chase scenes, although one of my movies, the car in question, there is a chase scene, yeah, but nice. but it plays heavily throughout the entire film, and I stand by that pick. Oh, interesting. Yeah, well, I think so. All right, so my orienting factor here was basically cars and films. It's not specifically – they don't have to be nice cars. They just have to be cars that, to me, mattered in the context of the film and or had a cultural impact outside of the movie. I'd say basically the same thing with a slash. If I thought it was funny to bring up, I might have sort of. I, I got a couple in here that you're going to be a bit. Really, Jeremy? And and I'm going to be like, yeah, JT, really. Uh, yeah, I, I also have a couple of those. Um, so one thing I am curious is how oriented on the movie were you? Movie was actually first. So okay. I did end up with some... Uh, l- Fun, but maybe lower quality cinema uh, is in the is in the is in the range here. Um, the there there are definitely a couple, but again, given how much I enjoy talking about the movie, and this is where I think we'll diverge a little bit because you're you're not just a movie geek, you're also a car geek. Yeah. Whereas I'm movie geek, and then like a movie soundtrack geek, and just a basic geek. So <laughs> I, I'm a less specialized geek than you, my friend. Got it. Got it. <laughs> So I did want to have movies where I could talk about maybe how the car factored into the story a bit. So that was important to me. Um, So I actually used my basic list. In fact, actually, now that I'm looking at none of these are bad movies at all. Um, I thought about going down to the dregs to start, but I don't know. I ended up with a list I really liked. And so I just wanted to go with it. I love it. Okay. Well, without further ado... Uh, let's get into best cars and movies. Uh, let's start with our Shawshank, which is the sort of category defining film, or in this case, car. Mm-hmm. Jeremy, I don't know whose turn it is because that's kind of my shtick. Now, now I'm like, does he really not know? Or now he's just leaning into that more. No, but I, I genuinely don't know. <laughs> I, I know. I know. And so uh, it is, in fact... Um, Oh, no, it is my week. It's funny. I was going to say it's your week because I really thought it was. But good thing one of us takes some notes. I'm just kidding because JT takes copious notes. And I just try. I just literally write down one of our names each week. So, <laughs> you know, same, same. Same, same. All right. So you go first. Do you have a Shawshank this week, my man? I do. And um, in effort to not be too bogged down by where I could have gotten in creative nonsense, I'm going with the same pattern of clue giving for you again. So the five words will be about the title of the movie. Got it. And uh, I also am riffing on these today, unfortunately. That's okay. I, I'm okay with it. Um, so this one will be, I can do it in four. Past beyond the present. 
Back to the Future. That's right. The DeLorean, I would say, is the movie car. It is the central to the entire plot. It is iconic, social. And you can't think DeLorean without thinking about this movie. If you were to see one on the street, no person would see a DeLorean and not say, that's the car from Back to the Future. And therefore, it was my my winner. Yeah, I, so, so the DMC-12, I actually love this car. It's a silly car. And I think it's fair because I do think it is the Back to the Future car. So I am very comfortable with this as a, very comfortable with this as a Shawshank. It's not mine uh, because I just figured you'd have it somewhere. And so, cool. Very good. All right, buddy. So that wasn't your Shawshank. You got one for me? I do. And I did not do my shtick, my normal shtick on the five words. I tried to tried to make a, a hint to the use of the car in the film. Oh, I love that. Okay. So this one is rolling back the years. Okay. Is a time machine a car? It is not a time machine. I mean, a hot tub. I was going to say, I was a hot tub car. That's what I meant to say. No, that's very funny. Rolling back is the key here. Rolling back the... Rolling back. Rolling back the year. Oh, oh, I have this movie in my top five. I believe this is the 1961 Ferrari 250 GT California Spider. Right. From Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Actually, the 1985 Modena Spider GT because it was built on the chassis of a, Pia- of a Pontiac Fiero. It's a, it was a replica car, but it was me- meant to look like the 61 Ferrari GTB, the GT, which my argument, you should talk about it. The reason I have this in, as my Shawshank is the same reason that you had uh, the, De- the DeLorean. The difference is no one sees this car, but mm. there's this is the Ferris Bueller car. Yeah. It's not a Ferrari. It's not, which it is. It's also an amazing piece of machinery, which is why it was in the movie. Like there's all these cool car things about it. But the truth is, is that I think if you ever saw it or you see anything like it, people go, that's the Ferris Bueller car. Same deal. I just think it right. like it transcends the film. It trans, even though it's not a big part of the movie, well, it's a big part of the movie. It doesn't take up a lot of time in the movie. I just, yeah, this to me was sort of like the one that immediately I was like, oh, well, Ferris Bueller. All right. Well, I'm going to take it out of my top five and just drop with the everything you said that I agree with other than I didn't understand any of the car stuff. And I'm sitting here like if you could watch if this was on Zoom, there'd be a little deer in headlights thing going on for me <laughs> as I as I now prep my myself for the next next 45 minutes and, and what I'm going to be uh, graced with. You were going to say subjected to say what you want to say. <laughs> No, I'm actually excited to hear it. It's fun. I'm one of those people that actually, when I get to hear someone who knows something about something, I want to listen. I hope to retain like 1% of it. Yeah. So, uh, though, I I love this pick, though, because I actually think that the car, in so many ways, is the central point of the movie. Yeah. And that's why I like your pick. And so I'm going to honor it in every way, and I will pick a new thing for my top five. Okay. And that means you get to start right now. All right, but did you have the DeLorean anywhere in your list or you just eliminated it? I have so many movies. So I have 10 in my Fast Five. I have a Contender Pong that's wild. I still have like six in my top five. Like this is, everything's all over the place. It's on the list because it was obviously there. I kind of assumed it would be in your top five. And I had my argument was this is either a Shawshank or it's a leave it off the books because Jeremy will probably do it. And the only reason that it wasn't Shawshank was because for me, the second we agreed to this, I was like, Ferris Bueller's a Shawshank. Like immediately. I was like, oh, Ferris Bueller. <laughs> and mine was Back to the Future, by the way. So that's fun. That's funny. Okay. We will go. 
So I had a few minutes after after hearing a bit about JT's shtick. So JT, I did Google a couple of these cars. Would okay. you like the exact model as your clue? I mean, if you give me the model, I, I, I'm going to be embarrassed if I don't get it. But yeah, let's do it. I'm trying to think like how I can compliment. Okay, so let's just start with it. Let's, let's start with it and then I'll do the regular thing if you can't get it because it's a little unfair. Okay. It is a 1974 Dodge Monaco sedan. A 1974 Dodge Monaco. Oh. A 74. Um, I don't know. I don't know this. All right. I, I, I wouldn't think you would. I, it's one of, again, this is one of those. It gets a little weird. So instead, primary color siblings. Something brothers? Mm-hmm. Red brothers? No. Oh, Blues Brothers. Blues Brothers. This is the Blues Brothers car. Yeah, so this is one of those movies that just isn't even real to me. Yeah. But let's be fair. If I you had known this, I mean, I know this movie. I I, I didn't even know there was a Dodge Monaco. Like, <laughs> I was like late 70s cop car. That would have been my thing. Late yeah. 70s cop car. So the Blues Mobile, as I was alluding to earlier, is featured in a very long car chase scene. But other than that, it's the entire, like the movie takes place in and around the Blues Mobile the whole time. They're going from place to place. They put the big speaker on it for the uh, selling the tickets up at Lake, oh, Winnema, one of those like uh, Winnemasaki, one of those things before they go get their three orange whips. Uh, and yeah, this is one of my wheelhouse movies. Ooh, that's a funny joke. Um, there I go. That's not even a dad joke on purpose. It would have been on purpose. So I love the blues mobile. I love the blues brothers and I wanted to get it in my list and there you go. It's good. Yeah. That's, that's a really random car. And it's funny. I thought about the blues mobile as a thing, but then I was like, Hey, yeah, yeah. I've seen the movie. I like the movie. There's like two or three scenes that are iconic to me, but like the movie itself is not a thing for me. I, I think you would. I, I'm surprised because it does have such a music, such a role in it. Yeah. It's got the Dodge Monaco. Right. Love the, love a good Dodge Monaco. <laughs> it's got cop shocks, cop exhaust, cop acceleration. You don't like it? No, I don't like it. <laughs> I can quote liberally. I the day I get out of prison, my own brother picks me up in a cop car. Okay, your turn. All right. I'm going to start with... Hmm. This is. I'm going to start with this one. So my five words are, I see a little tiny car. Oh, this is my next pick. The 1976 AMC Pacer? Yeah. So Wayne's World. Yeah. So here's why. <laughs> And I, I want to hear your take on this because Wayne's World okay. is a, it's a bigger movie to you than me for sure. But I love—I mean, I love Wayne's World. So the Pacer, first of all, one of the most iconic scenes of the 1990s, Hard Stop, like just top five scenes from movies. Like that entire scene of them singing Queen, I think, is kind of crazy. Um, it brought Queen to a new audience, which is also very exciting to me. Like I love Queen, so this is a music thing for me also. But also the AMC Pacer was like, it's kind of like, like it made it an iconic car. It was already kind of an iconic car, but like for the wrong reasons. And then this brought it into like this really fun, 
like totally different view because the the pacer was for all intent and purpose a piece of garbage like it was not it's not a, a modern marvel of machinery that said that that baby blue with them lightning stripes baby i love this car man i love it <laughs> uh well said again nodding along to to, to everything you're going through there i think Again, we've talked about Wayne's World as a, as a signature mid-90s kind of movie. And the Pacer was a big part of that story. And I think, candidly, it's part of... I actually didn't go check who were the writers of the film. I'm assuming it's probably probably Myers and some of the other, other SNL writers. But what's interesting about Wayne's World, I'd say it is... I, I always mess this one up, but I think it is the most successful SNL skit to movie. I mean, other than Night at the Roxbury, of course, which is of course, of course, everybody's favorite movie. Of course, of course. That and it's Pat the movie, or is it Superstar? Oh my God, those are bad movies. It's Pat is one of the worst movies of all time. Yeah. So it was. I didn't even like. It was a good sketch, like once. Yeah. Um, so when this movie came out, I actually, when I was thinking about this, I think that the car is part of what really made it turn into a movie instead of just what most of these movies are, which is really long drawn out sketches. Like they, they made the, they made the pacer sort of a character yeah. in the movie. Right. Yeah. And then that scene, I mean, if you, I think if you were to Google iconic scenes in cars, in movies, that's probably going to be number one. Well, the thing with that, and the reason I love this, the, the, the choice of that car was so choice pun intended that time, because if you put them in a Camaro or you put them in a Firebird or you put them in something even like leaning towards cool, it sucks. Oh yeah. It has to be a lame car. It doesn't work. And then even better, you take a lame car and put flame stickers on it. Like it was so thoughtful. It was such a deliberate use of that vehicle. And that vehicle sang in that moment. It was like, yes, you are definitely Wayne's car. Like a hundred percent. I know what that car smells like. I know what's on the floor of that car. I love that your friends don't fit in the back. Like it was a moment. Like it's a whole thing. Everybody has a memory of one of their friends with their first car where you're like, like in my generation, you're jamming the back of a Dodge Neon or whatever. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's just that it's cool. I think it's fun. I love that car. My Mine was by the way, jamming four Four college buddies in the removed back seat from a Honda CRX. Yeah, there you go. And yeah, love a good CRX. Like those are those are great. Those are great. Uh, those people should not have lived to this day. But yeah, here we all are. Dude, the Honda Del, the Dell slows. I remember all of them. Love them all. Love oh boy, <laughs> love that. Okay, so we shared that pick. Does that go back to me then, or go back to you? It goes Whatever back to me then. Yeah, because we're gonna. Okay. So it was my turn. That was also your turn. Now back to my turn. Deal. All right, so I'm going to do my one total homer. You knew this was coming. Don't care. Uh, the five words are introduced term JDM to masses. Do I know this? I mean, you know the movie. Just think about what movie that is about cars that J-D-M. I have to bring up. JDM. What movie about cars? It's not Ford. Is it Ford versus Ferrari again? No. God, I love that movie. Yeah. But no. I know. That's uh, JDM. Can you give me some context to those three letters? Is that someone's initials? No. So it's the initials of an entire market. That's the last. I'll give you the M of cars. And it sort of like spawned a whole generation of people thinking about cars. Oh. Cars. Mm. Doing things like cars. Gone in 60 seconds? Nope. Even more obvious than that. More obvious. Days of Thunder? 
No, no. God bless Cold Trickle, but it's not Days of Thunder. Oh man, I'm looking now. I'm looking at this all this alternate movies list here. JDM, June twenty second, two thousand one. The movie came out. Two thousand one. Car is it? It's not a car. No, right? It could be anything. Ah, oh, man. It's I love a car this movie. clue. It it's is a car, car movie. movie. Is it Fast? Uh, is it Fast and Furious one? It's the Fast and the Furious. Yeah. Okay, I I had you down for Fast Five again. <laughs> you think, I think you think I like that movie more than I do, but that's okay. <laughs> well, it's it's most. It seems like most fans that's their that's their pick of the franchise. That well, this, seems to be the this most. This one's my pick. This is my pick of the franchise because it meant the most. Like this movie came out, I was literally turning sixteen. Like oh I was, wow, I was already a huge car kid. So JDM is the Japanese domestic market, but what JDM has come to mean is basically any. Any Japanese built performance car, specifically like things that are right hand drive. So the car I'm talking about specifically is the 1993 Toyota MK4 Supra. That Supra, that, that car, which is Brian's That's car, the orange. Brian's car. car, right? Yep. So the Supra was like one of those cars that if you were kind of like a Nissan 240SX, like if you're into the world, that car was, especially if you could get like the Japanese version, it was impossible. Those cars were on unreal the mk4s were like gold and so few people knew about it and then that movie like shined a light on the fact that you get the mk4 because it has this particular drivetrain and then everybody lost their mind and then all of a sudden people were building preludes and building honda del slows and they're taking crx's and there's like all these other cars like the integra scene blew up all these japanese cars started to become like really really fast and super built and the aftermarket like world blew up like blew up ah. it was already big but it was big for like a niche group of, of people and then it just became like anybody who had a vehicle had some kind of underglow kit and stickers and all this stuff which at the time as a 16 year old who loved cars i hated it but looking back <laughs> but looking back like i'm actually really grateful and, and specifically to that movie and that car because it changed the way people thought about their vehicles and it got a lot of people into cars and i can now have geeky car conversations with a lot of people that I shouldn't be able to because they had their 10 years of really being into the Mitsubishi Eclipse or really being into the 3000 GT. Like I just, it's dope. It was dope. And that car is so much fun to drive and so beautiful. Do you know that the first car I purchased out of college was a Mitsubishi Eclipse? Of course I do. But you got the good one. You got it before 2001 when they did that horrible oh, yeah. design. Yeah. Terrible design. Yeah. Do you know what my second car was? Toyota something? Another Mitsubishi Eclipse. They're great. They were great. It was so much fun. Yeah, those are great cars. Love those cars. That, By the way, that's the green and blue one. That's What's-His-Face's car. And that whole movie is littered with beautiful machines. Like that whole, that first one, it's got that R32 Volkswagen. I'm not going to nerd out, but like, it's dope. I love that movie. <laughs> love it. I think it's a fun pick. I, I still think back, it's funny, you're 16. I was at a, I was already working at a, at a tech startup and what happened is the we all went to this. This was like the company outing. We all went to see Fast and Furious with nobody knowing anything about it, right? Like, what'd you say? It's 01? Yeah, 01. Is that the year? So, you know, younger listeners in particular, this is still before the internet. I don't know what, I don't know what I'm going to say about what the internet's relationship with movies is, but it, it changed the way we talk about movies. We know more about movies in different ways than we used to, like, the backstories and the troubles on the set and the like, you know, when a movie comes out, there's no surprise movies. No, no. Nope. When fast and furious came out, 
you didn't really know what it was going to be. It was sort of like this, looked like this fun action, you know, romp with cars. Yeah. yeah. Uh, didn't realize it was going to be a Point Break remake, Point which Break was remakes. amazing. Amazing. Um, but so I was sitting there in the theater. I think I was the only one who enjoyed it. Because I'm there with all these, like, you know, with San Francisco tech scene. And I'm like, eating popcorn. Like, this is great. Look at them. Maybe they're going to wreck some more. Maybe they're this. Maybe yeah. they're that. Like, I was, I was, I was, it was a perfect uh, popcorn movie for me. Let me tell you the worst parking lot exit of all time. When you leave the parking lot of Fast and Furious, the first one, every Dodge Neon SRT4, every stupid little car, every like Dodge Stratus, the Ford Focuses peeling out. I mean, the worst. <laughs> yeah. I can picture like a lot of high pitched, whiny, revved engines. Oh, yeah. People who yeah. don't know, yeah. Double clutch and not granny shifting like you should. Anyway, go ahead. Nicely played. I even recognize that that thing. All right, this is my. Uh, I'll give you a. We'll start with. Actually, if I name the car, it will give it entirely away. Okay, so do do five words. That's that's an interesting one. This is a. This is one of those that you will know this car. So, um, a precious metal digit. Oh, so this is Goldfinger. And the car is? Oh, the 64 Aston Martin DB5. Thank you very much. One of my favorite cars of all time. Do you want to just take this entry too? Because I'm, I'm happy to... <laughs> was it we're, on your list? Where um, was we're, this? Yeah, we're sharing this. Of course we are. Okay. So I had predicted that this was a shared one. The rest I wasn't sure. I had a couple of gut feelings about it. But, uh, you know, I've seen every Bond movie. And I actually decided I was going to go take a look at the list. I was like, I, I you know, before I go straight to this one... I want to do a quick check-in because there was, I, I think it was Casino Royale, there was one where he switches to a BMW mm-hmm. and uses his phone to drive it, you He's know, got, completely. Z8. He's got the Z8. Yeah. Yep. And I love that scene. Like that bit was one of my favorite uses of a car in any of the Bond movies. But at the end of the day, I kept coming back like, how is this? There's just, it's, it's the DB5. That's it. It's just, that's the car. That's the one. It's defined... The brand, right? Yep. If I had said to you, you don't need context. If someone says Aston Martin DB5, you know you're talking about James Bond, yep. right? It is the DeLorean of non-DeLorean cars. I don't know what I don't, I don't, I don't know what they're. That's going nowhere. So it's a beautiful, beautiful car, and the association with James Bond, like you, you couldn't picture anything more perfect, right? This quintessential luxury, elite, beautiful workmanship. Etc. Uh, and and I want one. Yeah. Well, good luck with that. Um, yeah. Because yeah. that's one of the reasons I love the use of this car in this movie. So this is where I'll, I'll do the car nerd stuff. So the DB5 was produced from 63 to 65. There are so few of them on the planet, like so few of them. And part of the reason that I loved it, even in Goldfinger, like obviously I, I saw that years and years after its release, but like, the fact that you would make a car that was a Bond movie, right? That's a Connery Bond. Like everyone's going to see this movie and you're still going to produce a car that no one can afford and you're not going to make enough of them. I like that pretension so much. Like that is such a luxury automotive thing because the truth is a 63 to 65, listen, like in that time frame, 64 and a half Mustang is out. Corvettes are out. There's all this other stuff. This car was to the elites. You could have had them. And they still produced like a thousand. They're like, right. no, you can't. You just can't. 
And I love when automotive manufacturers do that nonsense. I like it so much. It's so cool. Specifically tied to it was the Bond car the year it came out. Like this came out in 65. The Aston Martin came out in 63. Like it was right in the same wheelhouse. And they just were like, no, sorry. (laughs) We're just, we're making this many. That's it. Make more. No. (laughs) I love that. I love that so much. I love that story. I like the uh, I, I like everything about scarcity as a concept. Yeah. So to me, that just makes the story even better. I didn't I didn't know any of that, but that's great. It's just so neat. Also, it is stunning. Like this car, the the like the the sixty seven Austin Healey MK three Sprint, like the MK three. Like there's a couple of those like British time machine cars that like basically once they were produced, if you then showed them to anyone in any decade since then. As a new car, I think people would be like, yep. And this is one of those cars. Like this car has never once gone out of style. And until we start flying them, it just won't. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. They're not brilliant to drive, but it's gorgeous (laughs) anyway. (laughs) Nice. All right. So I think that was, if we shared that, then it's back to me. Yes, sir. This is very fun. Um, I'll save this last one. I, I'm going to save one. So we'll do my next to last. I don't have any. There's, this is, again, a full-on giveaway if I even name the, the manufacturer. I'm trying to think, like, could I just tell you, could I give you as loose a hint as, like, if I even told you what model car, forget the year and everything else, you would get the movie. Would that I'll be just- enough of a clue? for No, write that. That statement right there. Oh, say it again. If I were to tell you, if I were to tell you the model of this car, you would instantly guess the movie. Like the manufacturer. The manufacturer. I know it doesn't. Right. Feel, no. That was a little too much, I guess. So, foreign. Well, how about European career? Oh, sorry. Now I understand what you're saying. This is the original Italian job with the Mini Cooper? It's actually the remake. I like the remake better. Oh, and nice. I, and I, I've watched both. I, the problem with the original Italian job, and same with the problem with the original Ocean's Eleven and the original Thomas Crown Affair, they're all sort of downers in a way. They're all like, you know, I, and that doesn't make them bad, but when they remade them and made them like super, like all of the, all three of those movies, the remakes are fun in every way. It's like, they took good concepts and just turned them into just like Italian Job, Ocean's Eleven, and uh, Thomas Crown Affair are so rewatchable, easy, fun movies. But the use of the minis in the Italian Job, I think, is at that same level of iconicness, right? If I had said name a na- mini, you would have said Italian Job, sure. right? Either one, whatever. Um, they factor into the plot very well. I think it was very cleverly done. Uh, I happen to own one now, not directly as a result of the movie, but the the bringing them into the to the zeitgeist like it, it's uh, on on the level of the the scream mask at halloween now right like the 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 there's no way we would have such a cultural footprint without the movie and i just rewatched the movie actually about a year ago and it was totally holds up super super fun and that, that i like the mini yeah th- this is in my fast five of like obviously this should probably be brought up and Either one. I, I did the original. I actually do like the second one better. I like the remake better for sure. Yeah. Uh, it's actually some of my favorite Wahlberg. That's among my favorite Wahlberg. Oh, that's near peak Wahlberg for sure. It's pretty good. That's very, it's good Wahlberg. That's a really good Wahlberg movie. Uh, yeah, this is a great pick. Love this pick. Nice. 
Okay. Um, where do I want to go next? Uh, I'm going to go here. So... Car's like, fine, man. Fine. I'm assuming from your tone, this is Lebowski. This is Lebowski. And which is it Lebowski's car? Yeah. So there, he has a 1973 Ford Gran Torino in that movie. Is that what that is? Yeah. And I love... So first of all, the Gran Torino has now been made famous by Gran Torino, among Gran other Torino. things. It's also in like four other movies because the Gran Torino was actually a really good car. Uh, the reason I love that Gran Torino is because it is a classic that's just in disarray. And it's one of the best sort of like mimicking a character things. And it's such a quiet nod. But like as a car nerd, when you watch Lebowski, which I've done hundreds of times, like the few times that, that car's around, you're just like, they're the same thing. They're this like absolute, they're this amazing thing that if it just had a little bit of TLC could be great, but instead it's, it's wearing a robe and slippers. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, that's, it's just, it was such a cool representation and such a neat portrayal. And I love that they picked a like monster American machine to represent him, but then just had it be like shades of yellow. It literally is camouflage. It's like the same thing as his like, shawl that he wears it's the same colors it's so smart it was just so smart (laughs) it it is a great fun tech by the it's a it's a great use of a car to the personality again it's it's the pacer to wayne the the this the torino to to the dude and i hadn't really thought about i'll be honest but i think it's a really fun pick because it it's true And, and and the more i'm thinking right now the more you realize like the car is actually in the movie quite a bit a lot. Like it's not a yeah. lot, but it's it's there it's there a fair amount. Good enough. Yeah. And it's also like now the Grand Serena has had its day and like people understand that that was like a really fun car, like a like a really powerful car, kind of like represented America, which is also funny because the whole like the entire other Walter thing that's going on. Like there's just so right. many of these little connection points that maybe some were intentional, maybe some weren't, but like I can't help it. I remember like very early on going like, of course. He drives a Grand Torino, and of course it's in pieces. Of course it is. Like, it was just yeah. perfect. It was perfect. I think the only other car you could have pictured for the dude would be, like, an Eldorado. Yeah, but see, even that's too classy. Like, it needed to be, <laughs> like, it needed to be, like, more American muscle and utilitarian than, like, fancy. He doesn't have the fancy, right? The fanciest thing about him is a white Russian. But anyway, I love that. I love that car. All right. For your next car guessing challenge... The 1960S General Motors TDH. T is in tomato. D is in dog. H is in happy. A 1960. And you've never heard of this car before. At no, all. I haven't. Nope. Because it's not. I mean, it's four wheels. I mean, actually, technically, it's six wheels, if that's helpful. Oh, is this like, um, hold on, what's the Dan Aykroyd spy? Is it Spies Like Us or something like that? It is not the EM20 from Spies Like Us. <laughs> okay. I had that in, and, um, in from, uh, you mean Stripes. Stripes, uh, I always do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it is not the, I thought about that for a while and it's it's off right below the Fast Five because okay. I wasn't sure if the whole RV. Uh, I'll, then I'll give you the movie clue with just one additional word. I won't give you... Fast. Fast? 
Fast. Rate? How about rate? Is this the bus from Speed? It is the bus from Speed. This is a really clever pick. It's obnoxious, but like in a way that makes me love you more. That's so funny, Jeremy. Oh my God. (laughs) That's sort of my dad joke entry. (laughs) I, I thought... If there's ever a character of a car <laughs> in the movie, it is the bus from Speed. I'm so playfully annoyed with you right now. That's so good. That's so funny. Dude, that's so funny. I love that you found the model number. <laughs> well, I had to after all that. Oh, God. That's good, man. That's great. That's all. That's, that's the, the whole, whole entry. I don't whole need to entry. talk anymore. Anyone want to hear anything else about speed? No, you don't. No. What do you got next, JT? Oh, man, that's funny. God, you're funny. All right, this is my worst movie. This is the worst movie, and it, like the worst movie by a long shot. But uh, I will say iridescent paint for everyone. The moment you say iridescent paint, I'm just thinking about the, the glitter bomb guy from Trolls. But <laughs> I don't think you meant that. I don't mean that. Iridescent paint... For everyone. Is that implied that the car itself is painted iridescently? Correct. What would that be? I'm trying to think now. And it's a garbage movie? Oh, like it's terrible? Bad. It's pretty bad. I like my I will I, I don't think of it as being like one of the worst movies ever. I don't think it's good. I have a funny feeling you would have hated this movie. Hmm. You think I've seen it? I know I'm I cannot imagine you didn't. Hmm. Okay. Came so out in two thousand one, may- June eighth of two thousand one. Wow, two thousand one again. Indeed. Here, what do we? What am I? What am I missing from two thousand and one? Oh, you're getting me today. Not those. Not those. I don't know. Okay, I'll give you the car. Let's see if the car helps. So the car was a two thousand TVR Tuscan. What's a TVR Tuscan? That's exactly this why it's on my list. I love this pick. TVR Tuscan. Can you give me a similar car to think, at least put a framework in my head? Is this like a, a sedan? No, it's like a very, very sporty car. That's actually, so Tuscan was a, a British racing company in the early 1960s, late 1960s. They used to compete actually with uh, Austin Healy and, and Aston Martin and then mm. sort of disappeared for a long time and then came back for a very, very small amount of time, very much part in part because of this movie. Wow. So this movie was a big movie. Halle Berry? Swordfish? Swordfish. I've seen, yeah. All I remember from Swordfish is the 18 screen monitor that's incredibly impractical. <laughs> okay, that sounds right. Like, like my sword, that's my only Swordfish. If I walk into someone's house and they have more than one monitor, two plus, I'm like, oh, you got a little Swordfish setup going on. <laughs> so the TBR Tuscan, so it's a really beautiful car. Like, you should Google it. If you see it, you might like immediately remember it. It has like these two little eyeballs in the front. It's got like this crazy hood scoop, like these huge front fender wells. It's dope. It's like really, really futuristic looking. It was really cool. So shiny looking. I see the iridescent one right now. It's just like, yeah. Um, it's like, take this, take this, as you described, this kind of funky looking racer and just like, just slap a butterfly on that bad boy. It's, yeah, it's crazy. Like, so it was crazy. So what I remember, so the, the, I remember the Tuscan. Like, I remember very specifically TVR. Like, you know, they, they had a run in the 60s. Then they got bought by this guy named Peter Wheeler, who was, like, independently wealthy. And he, like, moved to this huge eight-cylinder. Bunch of nerdy car facts that I will not get into beyond that. That said, the car showed up on screen, and it was like, what in the world? Everybody, I think, assumed it's like, oh, that's not a real car. 
right? Like it was like a Batmobile thing. It's like, that's fake. And then they're like, oh no, that's real. And again, same time frame as 2001, 16-year-old JT getting to the DuPont registry and car and driver and all these things. Like you start realizing that there's this whole other world of cars on other continents that you've just never heard of, right? And so there's Tuscans and there's Renault and there's you know Peugeot and all these other things. And you're like, what are these things? And then with that and the JDM scene kind of coalescing at the same time, you get people importing all these cars and it was dope. And the Tuscan was a piece of garbage. Like it was not <laughs> a well-manufactured car. It was like the way I would kind of like to, again, to be a nerd, it's sort of the way like F1 teams that don't, that like are basically not Mercedes and Red Bull or Alf, like they, they have to piece everything else together. So they buy the engines from Honda and they buy the brakes from here and they buy the stuff from Mercedes. They do all that stuff. That's basically what Tuscan was. It was like, we have a shell of a body and we're going to buy everything else and hope it comes together well. And if you ever watch F1, the answer is it usually doesn't. And that's basically what happened <laughs> with this too. But I'll tell you what, still to this day, you see one of those bad boys going down the street, head turner, like big time. All right. All right. Yeah, I, I would not have called any of that. So nice job. The the My recollection of Swordfish Mobiles. Have you seen Swordfish more than once? I think I've seen it twice. I'm struggling to remember. Is it Hugh Jackman? Yeah. I think and it is, Travolta right? and Halle Berry. Well, you just said the keyword as to why I probably haven't seen it often. That's yeah, wasn't Travolta. the best. <laughs> so I think we move into Pong. I have one more. Do I not have one more? You might have one more because we did a double. We doubled down like three times. So no, I just you, have I, no. I have seven in my top five. Never mind. <laughs> you want to take one more? You it, this is this is like a little special JT time. I'm happy to give you an extra. Let me make it. I'll make it as fast as possible. Car swings both ways. Car swings both ways. Yep. Car swings both ways. Mm, is it the movie Cars? No. It's uh, So the 1965 Lincoln Continental in The Matrix, it's only in the movie for like three or four minutes, but it has the suicide oh. doors that open in the back. Uh. And from a aesthetic choice of this like old and new world, it was just really cool. It's a really, really dope car. And then Suicide Doors also became like a really big thing for a while. And so you'd see these guys with like, you know, Mazda 626s with Suicide Doors, which always just made me laugh. Uh, but that's also like a beautiful, that thing's a boat. It's like 21 feet long. It's huge. And it was so sleek and the body line was so clean. And then it just had these doors that opened on either side. So like it was full entry. And I just thought that was really interesting with Morpheus, like opening the full car, right? Like there's no B pillar. The full car opens up. It's like, nah, that's really smart. That's a really smart little use of that moment. It's just dope. I'm done. <laughs> I like that. That's a nice one. Uh, I didn't know those were called suicide doors until just now. So see, I'm always learning something. See, TIL. That's the only thing you'll remember of all the car nonsense because that one's kind of memorable. <laughs> um, all right. Are we into our pong? We are. For our first entry... A 1966 John Deere lawnmower. <laughs> I, don't, I have no idea. This is a movie called The Straight Story. Have you ever heard of it? No. It's, it was an indie film from 99, I believe. 98, 99, starring, get this, Richard Farnsworth, who you'd recognize, but sort of an older that guy. Yep. Sissy Spacek, Harry Dean Stanton, some other good folks. Uh, basically, this guy wakes up. Uh, sorry, doesn't wake up, but this, this guy... In the middle of uh, 
where Kansas, maybe Uh, he has to go see his brother before his brother dies. And he's living in this farm and he gets onto his tractor and drives like a hundred or two miles on the freeway. And it's just sort of, you know, I've said this before. It's sort of a nice movie. It's really well done. It was a big deal when it came out because David Lynch made this as sort of this indie G rated Disney film about a guy on a lawnmower. It's like all the things that you couldn't imagine coming together at the same time and then actually being, I'm telling you, there's a movie about a guy driving a lawnmower 200 miles and you're going to enjoy watching it. Yeah, I've never, ever once heard of this. And I just looked it up. It's got an 86 on Metacritic and it's David Lynch. I'm going to watch this. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure, I'm guessing it's on Disney Plus too because it's. It, it's I, I know it's a Disney movie. Yeah. That's crazy. I've never heard of this. Oh, dude, yeah, for sure. Good. Oh, great pick. Go. Lawnmower. Love a good lawnmower. There you go. There All right. Go. Uh, I'm going to give you the cars too. I have five words, so I'll, I'll start with the cars just to see if it works, though. Uh, a 1959 Cadillac Miller Meteor. What 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 is Miller Meteor? Is that, is that a type, thing? It's the type of car. Oh, it is. Uh, 1965. No, 1959. Miller, 59. Cadillac Miller Meteor. It's a, it's a, uh, a big body station wagon. I'll give you a little bit of help. Is there any chance it's the station wagon from uh, Vacation? No. Good guess. Though. That was that was my only guess. It I cannot is, think of another station wagon movie. It is the Ecto One from Ghostbusters? Oh, I have Ghostbusters on my uh, in, in here. I just didn't know what it was. I don't have any of the other cars. I'm going to have to just riff on them for the That's rest. That's fine. Of it these. was my the five words were long, sleek, and not afraid. <laughs> mm, I might have gotten that because that's a quote, right? That's from it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not afraid of no ghosts. So yeah. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Next up, I have. No, I don't have. I don't. I don't even know what the thing is here. I don't even know. I don't even have five words. I have nothing. There's no way I can't figure <laughs> out. Uh, um, um, let's go with more hair. And my only statement is that more is spelled with two O's and hair is spelled A E. So. Something rabbit? More with two O's. More rabbit? I don't know. Roger Moore. Oh, Roger Rabbit. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Which car? The cab. The, the, cab. the animated oh, that's cab. Great. That's great. That's a great this was actually, By the way, this was my second thing I wrote down after Back to the Future. I don't know what it popped in my head. I'm like, oh, oh, whatever it is, that cab from Moon Frame Roger Rabbit. Anyhow. Yeah, that's, that's funny. I like it. I like it a lot. Thank you. Uh, next, we'll do small, big vehicle and yellow. Small, big vehicle and yellow. Just because I know this is coming in here sooner or later. Is this Little Miss Sunshine? Yeah, it's the 71 Volkswagen T2 Microbus. I love those things. They're dope. On, on the, I think JT will find a way to get Little Miss Sunshine list. Going yeah. here, yeah, it's just, it just plays it, it. It plays a role in the movie. They got this little bus. I think it fits their family perfectly. I loved it. All right, I think I gave you this exact clue before for this movie, which I've used before. I'm going to use the same clue again. Vagabond country. Vagabond country. Oh boy! All I can think of oh. now is No Country for Old Men, which I know it's not that. I don't know. Hobo place. Hobo place? 
these are, I know they're, I, I can, you, you ever like when we're doing this, you can sense that it's a good one. Oh, you yeah. just aren't picking it up. Like I have yeah. a very strong sense that these are great clues and I just can't figure it out. <laughs> Wandering region. I'm just enjoying doing this now. Wandering region. I, I mean, I still have no clue. Hope Nomad, nomad Land. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, you have done this. Before. I don't think you've seen it yet. I haven't seen it. Yeah, but the uh, she drives this minivan and she's got it all tricked out because it's like her home. And it's also clearly a character of the movie. And it, again, it really like this movie a lot. And I was good at throwing Fast Five and then I was like, nah, I give it a pong. It cuts okay. a pong. That's a good one. All right, my next one is uh, my five words. Two seats, one deer. Oh, is this... Um, um, Wait, two seats, one deer. Hmm. I was thinking, no, I, I think, oh, yeah, I was thinking of a cheetah. Never mind. That's funny. Um, that's funny. It's a Pontiac GCO. It's a good, that's also a great car. <laughs> two seats, one deer. So I assume there's a movie where there's a deer in a car. I can't believe you're not getting this. Am, am, I, am I being stupid right now? Not stupid. It's, okay. it's just no, one of those weird ones where you're like missing something that is like a pretty famous scene from a movie that you've seen multiple times. And uh, you know what's stuck in my head? We talked about this earlier is um, the Jaguar in Ricky Bobby. Is right. That's what you're thinking. That's the GTO. Yeah. That, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, and it's I can't get that scene out of my I, What is it? So this is Tommy Boy. Okay, thank you. And thank you. Richard's car in that movie is a 1967 Plymouth Belvedere GTX. Like it's a P- again and again. I love that in that movie for him because right. he loves that car. And any car person, you'd be like, "I'm going to give you a 67 Belvedere." People are like, "Who care?" Okay, fine. <laughs> like, like, thanks. I guess it's cool. <laughs> like, nice. So, a movie you have not seen. I'll just tell that is actually a clue because I know you have not seen it. Tr- authentic brilliance. Real genius. Yes. There's a scene, which I will not describe, just so you get to pleasure of it whenever you eventually watch it, featuring a yellow Citroen. Citroen? Oh. Citroen? Citroen, I think. Citroen. Yeah. That is just, I'm just going to, I'm almost lolling just thinking about it right now. Okay. it's a good one. All right. Um, so this one you guessed earlier. Uh, it's a president's wife, a unicorn. You knew I would work this horrible movie in. You hate this movie. Actually, you've never finished this movie, I don't think. The president's wife. Jill. No. A former president's wife. We're just going to... Michelle. Also the name of a one of the, a Beatles song. The first name in a Beatles song. Michelle. Still Michelle. Nope. Eleanor. There she is. What was the whole? Give me the whole clue one more time. <laughs> a president's wife, a unicorn. You got the, if you, if Eleanor's not ringing a bell, you're not going to get this. What is this? It's gone in sixty seconds. Oh yeah, I don't know anything about the movie. Like you can give me, you could tell me so many things about this movie that would be that you can make up so much stuff, so much, and uh, I go with it. I, I believe you. So this is the '67 Shelby GT500, and it's just a beautiful machine. And the the point of the movie is that this is his unicorn. Like he can't steal this car, and he named her. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. That's that. Is that the point of the movie? I don't know. Actually, it's a big part of the movie. Could be. Okay. By the way, are we going to find a way to just get all the people we love and go see the uh, what's it called? The unbearable weight of talent. What's the 
Uh, what's the Nick Cage? What's that? The, I think we should coordinate that we all go see it the same night, wherever we all are. Yeah, we should. I agree. I what's agree. It, the unbearable weight of amazing talent or something. I mean, something every the title, whatever it is, it's amazing. I can't wait. All right. For the last of my Pong, we will do a movie. You know what? I'm going to switch it up, right? Real time. Love that. I don't know what the car is, but I will say that the title... Two Guys Ivory Fortress. Uh, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle? Correct. And the car in question is whatever it is that has the sunroof open with Doogie Hauser driving by. <laughs> <laughs> with, I think, the cheetahs driving or some other craziness. Yeah, yeah. That scene is so great in that great. movie. Yeah. So there you go. That that one also early into the list of once you've seen it, you can't unthink that scene kind of thing. Yep. That's great. My last one will be, my last for Contender Pong will be Car and Suit, Same Element. Car and Suit. Actually, it's interesting because I haven't, I know you're not doing this, so we won't, we won't do that. Never. Car, car and Suit. Mercury? Nope. Silver. It is silver, but no. Same Some red in there, too. Silver, red, car, and suit. The suit is the oh, clue. Is this Iron Man 2? This is Iron Man, the first one. Okay. So they unveil. Audi has a really amazing history oh. in movies. They did the, the S8 in Ronin. Um, they did the TT... Uh, concept in Minority Report, I think. And then they rolled out the R8, which is like their supercar in yeah. this movie. And it was like dope. Like it was him yeah. and it made sense and the whole thing worked and it was cool. And the cool, the car is still even, I was actually looking at them recently just because I look at cars and Zillow. Like that's what I do on the internet. And uh, the, the even the 2007, 2008s R8s are still stunning. Like you, you, I would happily... Like I was looking at one and I'm like, I could probably pull that off. And I'm like, remember in 2011, all the things they didn't have in cars, like Bluetooth is going to be garbage and the navigation systems are trash and all this stuff that you would lose. But when you look at it, you're like, no, nah, that thing's pretty cool. I'd drive it. <laughs> I like that pick. I, uh, so this is the one he drives up to the, the big party or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I thought you were thinking of the one on the racetrack. Like the actual Formula One. I stayed away from race cars be because there was a couple that I wanted to do, but we might do like a chase race thing someday. And I was like, no, nah, let's just do like cars and not. I think we need the, ch the chase race episode for sure. That's yeah. that's an episode. Done. Yeah. Uh, okay. So for our uh, past five, yep. I will. So this is the one I had Pong. I just dem demoted. I don't know what it's called, but the, uh, the, the, the zippy car in Shang-Chi, the, uh, the one that's all spray painted up that Aquafina drives through the forest. That's right. I haven't seen that movie. I've only seen it once. I don't remember what it was, but yeah, sure. Okay. It's some souped up. What was it? J J G N J D M J D M J D M. Yeah. It's one of those, uh, bullet, even though there is car chasing, it is the car is a big part of that movie. Huge part. I will give you the taxi from the fifth element. Great pick. Great pick. Thank you. I had the Ghostbusters in here. And, you know, to go to a whole random other genre, the car from Driving Miss Daisy. So I, I love that pick. <laughs> I have a, I have a similar one. So I um, the Buick Roadmaster from Rain Man. 
it's like an iconic uh, car right like i like i really like that car uh what else do i have in here uh bad boys 2 had a 1998 ferrari 550 marinello which is one of my favorite cars of all time so that had to be mentioned uh batman the movie from from the 60s had the 1954 lincoln futura it's trash really that but the 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 batmobile that they wound up making was built off of this 1954 lincoln which is actually like it looks like a batmobile like it's crazy but that car was a real car uh that's neat i'm a little surprised the the next two were um i thought maybe would be on your list so pulp fiction uh the accurate nsx that the wolf drives I thought about it. Yep. Is I also I actually thought about not only that one, the other one from Pulp Fiction where uh, they shoot uh, Tommy in the face. Also good. Yep. And then in The Graduate, he's he drives that little 66 Alfa Romeo Spider, which is like a dope little car. That is true. That is a good one. So, then, so now, oh, I'm sorry. There's one more. My last one is from the Italian job in 1969, and it's not the Mini, which I thought was oh. fun. The there's a 1968 Lamborghini Miura is in that, and it's like choice Lamborghini. Like that is like some of my favorite Lamborghini years. That car is stunning, stunning. Wow. Yeah. Nice. So I had made a little list of movies that would sort of make JT annoyed if I picked too many of them. (laughs) I just wanted to know what else I had considered just for the funsies of it. Let's do it. No idea what car it was, but an Ant-Man where they shrink down to like remote control car size and like are driving all around. It's like a Mercedes Sprinter. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that. I uh, I thought about the taxi for taxi driver. Sure. Because it's a Caprice. But it really, yeah. <laughs> I thought about uh, the the truck in Fury Road. The Oh, in Fury. So it's funny. I actually did write down the original Mad Max. They had the Ford Falcon GT. Like It's like a 71 or 7. You don't care. It's a 71 or 72 Ford Falcon GT. And then they had that monster in the in the original one, too. Those are fun. I thought about those. And then, of course, uh, Grease Lightning. Yeah. Nope. There you go. That was the mess with JT list. There's another movie. So there's one movie that I can't think of that had like a... I was surprised I couldn't find, and Grease Lightning is what made me think of this just now. I was surprised there wasn't more like rat rods. Like there wasn't more like like chopped cars, like, you know, like 1930s and stuff. And there's definitely, American Graffiti. I've never, there's a car in that movie. I've only seen it like once and I don't remember what it is. I think it's like a 30s or 40s Ford that they like rip the roof off of and whatever. It's dope, but I don't, I can't speak to it. So I was like, meh. I had I had American Graffiti and Rebel Without a Cause on my list as like backup contenders, but then I don't really remember anything about the cars in any way whatsoever. So, and then the only other two honorable mention or not honorable, but just surprised they weren't mentioned was Dukes of Hazard and Starsky and Hush. Really not good movies. Just really not good. I, yeah, I mean, I I haven't seen. There's four because there's two of each of them, and I haven't seen Are more there? than. Yeah, because Jessica Simpson was in the Dukes of Hazard one, and uh-huh. Starsky and Hutch was uh, mutant offspring of Comet Gold and one of the Wilsons. Ben Stiller on Wilson. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> you know, I just saw, by the way, that Walter Mitty movie. Have you ever seen that? No, it's one of the few ones I heard that wasn't terrible he was in. It's, you know, because I will say it this way, because he's acting. It's 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 Adam Sandler Uncut Gems. Whether or not you like the movie, you can unquestionably say the performance was great. I would say... Ben Stiller at his absolute best. Okay. I'll take it. Yeah, Walter Mitty is one of those ones that I did want to actually see. 
I think, by the way, so I just watched it last week in my little uh, staycation, aka uh, quarantine. Quarantine. <laughs> always look on the bright side of life, JT. Staycation. <laughs> I had a little I had a little vacation with myself in a room with no other people for a week. It's great. It's great. I th- I think I'm spending literally like 22 hours a day in this room. <laughs> so many hours. Everything's normal everybody. <laughs> what uh should we surprise them next week? I think yeah, I'm enjoying the surprise episodes thing. Yeah, I'm having a great time. I also don't have anything prepared not surprisingly. So I, unless you have one you want to do and you want to throw out there now. I think we just we just say thanks. We tell them we'll see him next time on the Lo-Fi Top 5. Vroom, vroom. It's been a long day without you, my friend. And I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. Because we've come a long way from where we began. Oh, I tell you.